Hey everybody, it's Mark back with the Sales for Introverts podcast. This is part two, the previous discussion that I was telling you about what I did to 20x my sales territory. And we had just gotten into the meat of the conversation last time when we ran out of time. I try to keep these around 20 minutes each so you can kind of listen on your lunch break or commute or whatever, whenever you want to. So we're going to dive right back into that conversation right here. I had just gotten done talking about making sure that both you and your company were set up for that kind of growth. Sure, if you want to double what you do, I mean, that might be a big deal, but to do 20 times what you had been doing, I mean, that's just, you're really moving the needle at that point, if I do say so myself. So the company needs to be ready. And what about the next step? All right, luck. What can you do to put yourself in a position to be lucky and to get lucky? You can't just expect for it to just show up like you're going to win the lottery or something. Okay, so let's dive right back in. The next indirect factor was luck. It's pretty stupid to admit, but it's honest. I worked in lots of industries where it seemed no matter how hard you try, you're stuck in a rut. Or you push hard, hard, hard. You push, push, push every day and you only get 5% ahead of last year. And then, of course, at your end of your meeting, like in January, your boss is like, hey, we're, we're, we're budgeting for you to do 10% more this year. I heard that like six or seven years in a row. <laughs> we just want you to do 10% more. I'm like, boss, I tried really hard. And here's all the accounts that I got. Here's what I lost. I just don't know if I can do that. Of course, other things were at play where I was able to. But you've got to find the right opportunity. Find the luck where there is a lot of potential for growth. Sometimes that's adding a new product line or expanding into new markets or territories or countries even, if you can do that. So I have a a very strange, I guess, opinion or definition of the word luck. I feel like I was lucky on on a lot of things, but I'm a firm believer that if you want to be lucky and you want to see some pieces fall into place, you need to put yourself in a position where you can get lucky. You need to, if you want to be lucky, go find it. Go find the luck. What do I mean by that? Well, I was lucky and both unlucky in a way when I started with my current company, the one that I 20 x my territory, because I was stepping into an area, as most new reps do, into a market and a segment that was a little underappreciated. It hadn't been farmed in forever, and just nobody knew if it was worth anything It's like looking into an empty field and you know you're going to plant some stuff and you just don't know what's going to grow. Now, I had done my research beforehand and I could see what others were doing and I could see the potential for something. I've been in situations where I've been handed lead lists for people to call, like people just thump down a book on my desk of just a bunch of names and I just have to cold call every single one of them. Some places are out of business, a lot of disconnected phone lines, a lot of people doing different stuff, a lot of wrong numbers. I've been in both situations, but now if it's your first day on the job, you're probably not going to have this sort of information, but you can go home at night and Google, are people actually successful in doing this? Now, you might have 
some killer app product that nobody's ever done before, but most likely, say you're selling insurance or something, you go home and you do a little bit of research about the kind of policies that are written up for these types of customers, and you're going to have a good idea if you're going to be able to get lucky or not. But you can put yourself in a position to where the luck can be on your side. So I've been there many times. I've scoured all the lead list pages just to turn up nothing. But I finally found some success in my current position here. But we keep talking about luck. And that's where the luck ran out. And the hard work started kicking in. So I had to convince customers and myself that this newcomer was worth their salt. And be a dependable supplier of goods for them. Before we were untested. Kind of nobodies in the game that we were in. Like, imagine somebody wanting to swap their whole investment portfolio over to you, and the only one who you've managed previously was your dad's portfolio. And all of a sudden, this unknown entity comes in, and it's going to swap their whole investment portfolio over to you. But this unknown entity, this other person, this first new client for you, knows that the only thing you've done is manage your dad's portfolio. Honestly... That's how I know a lot of wealth management people start out, which is crazy to me. And I'd love to talk to people, especially introverts who have been in that situation before. But that's where I was. And so there I was both convincing them and me that I could do it. So a little bit of bravado, a little bit of confidence goes a long way. Of course, for me, being an introvert, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to have any bravado until I get, well, I might not have any bravado at all, ever, <laughs> but I'm not going to have any confidence until I get through a few sales cycles and say, hey, here's what I did for the last customer. I can do this for you, and I can do a good job, right? But luckily enough, my favorite thing to do in all of sales be a hunter. Listen, I'm not so great at service after the sale. Self-awareness, okay. I'm not so great at a lot of different parts in the sales process. But as far as hunting goes, finding new accounts, that is my strategy. I am good at hunting. I love to hunt. I love to find opportunities. I love to sniff out potential. You may find that that is a little bit unusual to hear from a self-described introvert. Well, while it's true, I don't really love doing complete cold calls. Like when I was talking about when I had that list of just just shoved on my desk and said, here, call all these people, you know. I don't love doing that. And I didn't love it at the beginning of my career. Now, I don't really care because I have a process that I go through to where I turn it into something that is fun for me, believe it or not. Fun at work, I know, but it is. And I talk about that a pretty good bit in the Sales for Introverts course that's located at salesforintroverts.com. And I won't harp on that too much more, but hunting is something that I love to do. And I wonder if I share that with any other introverts. I actually don't mind reaching out and talking to people. And it feels a whole lot better when you have experience and case studies that you can lean on. Hey, yeah, I managed this portfolio for my dad, but he gave me complete, complete control over it. And I have got a 22% return 
in a rough year. Here's my evidence. Look at what I invested in. I've got emails to back it up. If you really want to go that deep, nobody's telling me to do this. I just have a good pulse on the market. It's really something that you can build ahead of steam for and help your progression roll along faster when you do have that experience and case studies that you can lean on and combine that with a positive, healthy hunting attitude. It's going to set you up for some growth. Another factor that helped play into my growth was that I refused to accept the norm. If I was lacking in software or systems, I went out and built it myself or I hired somebody to do it. Sometimes that meant me running things up the flagpole to upper management. Sometimes it was me literally just doing it on my own. If I saw a need that we didn't currently have, I did what I could to meet it. And I think this separated me from a lot of my peers, both within my organization and outside of my organization, and generated a lot of the growth. So what are some examples of that? Well, first of all, I mentioned uh, the company being ready to, to grow. And when I saw that we were growing, that, that means I probably had to start making some suggestions both to the sales staff and to the operational staff to be like, uh, guys, this is coming down the pike, okay? And we need to be ready for this. That's one. But also, I built all kinds of different spreadsheets and tools to help me manage my business with a certain sense of urgency and speed that I found was beneficial for my customers. And a lot of this stuff didn't exist before and nobody told me, yes or no, you need to be doing this. I just used my intuition and was like, look, uh, the software that we have is, is, is great enough for putting an order in, but it doesn't help me plan. It doesn't help me do CRM and you know, take care of customers. It doesn't help us organize our activities in a day, project management, all that stuff. Nothing. We had nothing. And so I had to build a lot build a lot of tools to in order to proceed in order to succeed. Okay. Nobody told me I needed to do that. Nobody gave me any direction, which on one hand I appreciate, but on the other hand, I mean no I didn't know if it was gonna work or not. So I might spend a whole day working on a spreadsheet that's meant to organize information and it's something that we never used again. But the majority of the stuff that I've built, I still use to this day. And a lot of it's just simple stuff on Excel. If you don't know how to use Excel, you need to. But other things, I actually did have to get programmers involved because it involved complex stuff that I didn't know how to do. And then we had it talking to our software as well. So just all kinds of cool things that I was happy to be part of the development behind for one, but but number two, the, the even better part of it was is that this was my vision that I saw developing for my territory and these are all my tools not somebody else's so the best person to use them is me and yes I can train other people how to use them as well but it's my way it's not somebody else's way and this is the way I understand it and this is the way that it needs to be done and sure enough 20x man we 20x'd once again, this is something that is talked about in the course is not as an introvert. I'm really, I'm really private and I'm really independent. And so if somebody was to hand me a sales script and say, Hey, call 
these 20 random people and just read the script and fill in the blank for their name. That's not me. I'm going to do it. I want to do it my way. If we're selling insurance again, okay, fine. Everybody needs insurance, but I'm not going to read off of this script. I'm going to do research about the customer. I'm going to call them up and rephrase things that I think are more important. Well, Mark, I mean, surely somebody smarter than you has gone through and thought about all those scenarios, and that's why we have a script. You know, That's why we read it off like this. That's how we build clients. Like, well, That might be how you do it. But why don't you just let me try it my way for a little while? So that is not what happened in my current job, but I could certainly see that happen previously. Now, I've had uh, the good fortune of dealing in some B2B businesses and industries where it's not really script-based, but I could see how that would really close me in if I had to be. All right, and here's the last point. Once you do get some steam rolling, you've got to have the support staff in place. I mentioned before the company being willing, but now it's action time. You've got to create the roles that are going to help you and you've got to train your people, and you've got to get the right people. I know that's hard to do, but you have to have people that share your vision and understand your growth patterns and and the way that you work. Like I mentioned, all of those, if you create a bunch of spreadsheets and tools that are different from the corporate norm, if you will, then you need to have people that understand why you do that in the first place and have management that understands why you do that in the first place. Maybe they've got a better way, right? And yeah, you always need to be open to that, whatever's going to save you time or money, of course. But your team needs to be your team, and they all have to have, be of the same mind that, hey, it's, it's our goal to 20x. Here's, here's the revenue that the company can have. Here's the gross margin, and here's our personal pay if we can get to that. Are you on board, yes or no? But like I mentioned before, it's not just uh, your sales team that needs to be in place, but also all the operational staff as well. And take it from me, because some of my operational staff that I work with currently might listen to this and be like, you guys are all stars. And one of the things that I love doing is not dictating things to others, but it's getting everybody in a room and say, guys, here's where we want to go. Can we do it? Do you want to do it? Like, how does that make you feel if you need to do 50% more production or whatever that the sales team says they can do? Can you do it? And, you know, getting everybody on the same page as individuals and professionals and getting excited about growth is one of the better parts, more like more enriching parts of a job. Because everybody wins at that point if you can, if you can deliver. Everybody wins, so that's that's part of the fun of being on a winning team. So, let's just recap really quick each one of those little factors that led me to a twenty x growth. Once again, it was a lot of things that I did, but a lot of the pieces had to be in place by others as well. So first of all, the company has to be growth-oriented and have the pieces in place to grow. Second, if you want to be lucky, you need to go find it. Having luck presented to you is great, and, and getting lucky is great, 
but you need to put yourself in a position where you can be lucky. Number three, be a hunter. Have a great hunting attitude. If you don't, check out more of my stuff. Go check out my course. Number four, refusal to accept the norm. Adapt where you need to. You know the best thing for your territory if you've spent any time in it. So, start instituting new programs, new spreadsheets, new processes. What's going to make you hit the pavement faster and get more sales under your belt? And last, make sure that your support staff is in place once you do start growing. Nothing's worse than having to work on Saturdays and Sundays and nights and whatnot. I mean, you're going to burn yourself out. So, make sure you have support staff in place to create as part of a team. And also, don't forget, don't alienate uh, the rest of your operational staff. Make sure you're all on the same page so that everybody can attempt to create a winning team all together. As I said before, though, all of those factors, extremely important, extremely valuable to my career path. It's all great. But what I found the most interesting was it was an introvert that sparked all the growth. I'm telling you guys, 100% introverted. And I feel like, in my opinion, since it was my experience, I did it as an introvert. I did not pretend. I did not have to be anybody else. I did not have to go to Toastmasters. <laughs> but I, I didn't have to do any of that stuff. I, I, I learned how to adapt and be an introvert in business and be a successful introvert in business. As I say on my website, I gained the comfort and the confidence to where I could earn more success as myself. And I've never felt any more authentic than I do now within my personality and and open about it too. Of course, I have to be at this point. Maybe you don't yet, but, but maybe hopefully someday the situation is right for you to express yourself in that manner. But, um, very open about it. And sure, I have personality quirks. If you know anybody that knows me, they might start a laundry list of them. But I did it as an introvert, and I think you can too. And I'd love to hear about your success stories. What did you do? What are some factors that helped you as an introvert grow? Reach out to me. Please do. It's free. It's mark at salesforintroverts.com. It's an email. Uh, reach out to me in some form or fashion or leave a comment somewhere. I don't know. I'd love to hear from you to see what you did. So I think that's going to wrap it up. I think that was a pretty good episode, two-parter at this point because I've been rambling for so long. But that is why you should listen to me. I just wanted to give the background to show you that what I have done in my personal career, and I'm I don't know if I'm really going to talk about it much anymore, but if you listen, I'm glad you did. That's where I came from. That's where I'm going. That's still the attitude that I have. I'm still looking to grow. I'm ready to go to 30X, 50X. I'm ready. If I have all the pieces in place and I don't go insane, (laughs) but I'm ready for that. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of background information on me as a salesperson and a professional. So I think that's going to wrap it up. For today, we're going to fade in this beautiful music from my amigo, Robbie Gomez. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about coming up. And again, I hope that uh, everything gets published on time and in full for you. But I've got some stuff to talk about, about commission. 
and people's fears associated with commission. Um, also going to talk about how to defuse a bomb when the customer is blowing up at you and some career advice that I've had. I uh, wish I could tell myself five years ago as well as B2B and B2C sales. We discussed that a lot recently too. So just there's continues to be a lot of good things to talk about and I want to continue to talk about them with you. And if you're interested in discussing anything with me, you can email me at mark at salesforintroverts.com. And once again, my flagship sales training course at salesforintroverts.com. Go there, check it out, sign up for it. Oh, by the way, I can't even believe this, but Introvert Kickstart, that's that's how you get started with the Introvert Kickstart. I'm going to have to do an episode on that. Maybe that'll be the next episode. That'll tell you what that is. It's basically just a way where you get introduced into this world of being introverted and being a salesperson. And it's free. Just like the podcast. All right. Well, we will catch up with you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And have a great rest of your day.